Kidding. A Good Omens Podfic, written by Josie X. Nico and read by Job. This is part 14 of Sheep Nanigans with a Shira Fair. For your listening pleasure, the tags. Crowley fucks a sheep. Kidfic. Yes, I did just put those two tags next to each other. Bite me. Two kids, but they're a different kind of kid to each other. Crowley knows nothing about reproduction. Crowley is good with kids. So is Asherafil. So is Mooley. Aziraphale is a sheep named Asherafil. Mooley is Crowley as a cow. Unexpected parenting. Child abandonment. Kind of. Nanny Ashtoreth, freeform. Kinda. Brother Francis, ish. Title is a pun again. Who surprised? Premature ejaculation. Accidental voyeurism. Posted from my phone. Sorry if it's wonky. Shadwell becomes more West Country and less Scottish every time. Sorry. Writing non-canon tags on mobile is bloody difficult. Summary. As Shirafiel is hiding something small, black and demonic in his fleece. As Shirafiel was taking his sweet time returning home again, and Crowley was getting kind of annoyed at his wayward sheep's unpredictability. At least the weather was good. He shucked on a coat and scarf and went to look for him. Again. He didn't have to look far, it turned out. He was barely off his own property when he heard a bleat, calling for his attention. As Shiraphil had taken a stroll through Hockback Wood, it would seem, and was snuggled up against a tree, getting fallen leaves and twigs all matted up in his beautiful woolen coat. Crowley groaned. It'd take hours to clean him up before he could get in the bed again. It was unlike as Shiraphil to let himself get dirty like this. What are you doing out here, Shirafail? Crowley asked, approaching him. If you're going to take a break in the forest, the least you could do is bring that bloody tartan blanket with you to sit on. Look at the state of your wool. As Shirafail bleated, not getting up like Crowley expected him to. He took the sheep by the horn and tried to shift him, but Ashiravil would not move. Come on, you great fleecy bastard. We've got to get a start on your bath if you want any hope of being dry by bedtime. When Ashiravil still didn't move, Crowley felt a twinge of concern. He leaned down to prod at the sheep's hooves. You're not hurt, are you? Did the sheep manicurist do a bad job? I knew that wasn't a real profession. Crowley cut off when he saw something squirm in the fluff of his Shiverfield's magnificent fleece. At first he thought it may have been a black bird, 
taking advantage of his immobile lover, but the black bundle got bigger as it wriggled more and more, before it popped out of Ashirafield's fleece like a tiny black demon. What the hell is that? Crowley squeaked, the mass of legs and ears and tail fighting itself, looking up at him. It shivered. As Shirafil barred in alarm and nuzzled the small thing, trying to coax it back into the warmth of his fleece. Crowley removed his scarf from his neck and wrapped the creature up with it. It met gratefully and snuggled into Crowley's coat. Did... did Crowley just become a father? Mooley, he shouted through the forest in accusation. You were meant to use your spun to make new little cows, not whatever this is. In the distance was a defiant moo. As Shirafield finally got up and nosed at the black bundle in Crowley's scarf, baying soothingly, the creature made back. Right, well, if this is your baby, I think we ought to call Newt, just to make sure it's okay. Hopefully the abomination doesn't scare him off. As Shirafil bleated in agreement and accompanied Crowley home. <coughs> <coughs> Sometime later, a breathless Newt darkened his doorway once more. What do you mean, as Shirafi gave birth? he panted. Crowley held the small wiggly thing, still wrapped in a scarf, up to Newt's eye level. The vet took one look at it and slid down the door to the floor, sighing in relief. It's a goat, he said, head in hands. Thank goodness. I thought we had the first ever human-sheep hybrid on our hands. Crowley frowned. Why would a Shirafil give birth to a goat? A Shirafil didn't give birth to anything, Newt exclaimed. He hasn't got a uterus. Please tell me you know basic sex at. Crowley blinked, then squinted. It popped out of his fleece. By his ass? No, his side. Newt groaned, digging the heel of his palms into his eyes underneath his glasses. I'm getting you an anatomy book. Crowley fidgeted still holding the goat aloft. As Shirafil hadn't left his side since the moment they got home, ensuring the little goat's safety the whole time. Newt, why am I holding a goat? The vet finally regained his feet, picked up his veterinary bag and brushed past Crowley and into the house. Let's find out. It turned out that the goat, just a kid, Newt had said, 
was only about a month old and should still be with its mother. As Shiraphil must have found the abandoned babe during his walk and kept it warm whilst waiting to be found. Crowley thought it was some cursed sheep-cow hybrid or the coming of the Antichrist. Being so young, the kid would need to be hand-reared, kept dry and warm until weaning at three months. The youngs do a lot of hand-rearing. I should give the girl to them to care for... It was at that point that Mooley wandered over and stuck his head through the open living room window, curious as to what Crowley had been yelling at him for. The bull took one look at the squirming kit in Crowley's hands, let out a moo, and licked its head. As Shirafe crowded against Crowley, as if wanting to keep it. Crowley looked at the two farm animals. What? No, I can't hand rear gold. You can't expect me to take care of a living, breathing thing. Plants are what I do. Plants! He hissed at them. They both looked at him with wide doe eyes, though neither of them were deer, silently begging. No. No, we should leave this to the professionals. What, are you two going to care for it? Both animals let out an enthusiastic, affirmative bleat and moo. Crowley looked at them in despair. I'm leaving you a bottle and some goat's milk. Give the kid some hay and let it roam the fields to eat what it wants. Everything else... Google it, Newt said, closing up his veterinary bag. Did you just say Google it? Crowley's nose crunched. I'm a busy man, Mr. Crowley. I have a horse to tend to. And then he left without another word. Did he just say horse? Neither animal answered him, too busy nuzzling and cooing over the baby goat in his hands. Crowley was right. It was a demon. It chewed holes through his carpets. It broke vase after vase. He eventually just put them all away and said... You wanted the goat, you don't get flowers, to a Shiraphale. It tore up Crowley's vegetable patch, ruining his crop, forcing him to do a Sainsbury shop. But through it all, a Shiraphale and Mooley loved it. As Shiraphale did his best to curb the kid's wilder urges, introducing it to the flowers taking it for walks, wrapped up in a jumper made of a Shiraphale's own wool, much to Crowley's jealousy, and greeting all of the other living creatures in the gardens and neighboring fields through the fence. As Shiraphale had even procured a hat from somewhere, Crowley wasn't going to ask. Mooley, for the most part, 
just seemed to be encouraging the reign of destruction. Though he was there to step in immediately if there was a chance of the kid getting hurt at all. And he nuzzled its head goodnight every night before they took it upstairs to bed. Crowley was exhausted and pent up. Ever since the kid had begun sharing the bedroom with them, as Shirafiel hadn't been amorous with his affections. No, most nights he spent sleeping next to the kid on the blankets by the radiator, leaving Crowley's bed empty and cold. He had to find out where the goat had come from and return it if possible. Crowley returned to the woods where he'd first found the kid and a Shirafiel huddling up for warmth, hoping to find any clues. He was just looking around the tree where they'd sat when there was a shuffling noise and a pain in his leg. Jesus, fuck, he shouted, looking down to see a small Jack Russell Terrier with its jaws around his ankle. Thank someone for his tall boots. Doc, no, bad, came a young sounding voice rushing up to them. A very young voice. An Adam young voice. I didn't swear, Crowley said quickly, flushing lightly as the small dog yipped and returned to its master. And my dog didn't bite you, Adam said seriously. They eyed each other warily for a few moments before Crowley sighed and said, no, it did not. Adam nodded, then immediately perked up. Mr. Crowley, do you think we could borrow a Shirafiel for a bit? Crowley frowned. He's not really something you can borrow. You just ask him for a favor, and sometimes he'll do it. He's a bit busy right now, though. Maybe I can help? Though what he could do that a sheep could, he had no idea. Adam shuffled his feet. I was hoping he'd find someone for me. I've asked Doc, but he keeps getting distracted, chasing rabbits down holes. Well, he's not really the sniffer dog type. He mostly just finds things by accident. Adam's face fell. Mom and Dad are so angry with me. Me and the them brought the babies out for a ride in my wagon, and when we got back, we were one short. He was my favorite, too. I named him after a kid I like in school. Babies? Oh, yeah. What's their name? Crowley asked. Curiosity insatiable. Warlock, Adam replied, but the baby is named Warlock Kit. Warlock Kit, Crowley asked in disbelief. It's your goat. Adam perked up. You have my goat? Yeah, it's got my goat, Crowley grumbled, then louder said, Come on. 
as Shirafale is listening to an audiobook with it indoors. The moment Adam's eyes fell on the tiny black demon in Crowley's living room, he ran over and scooped it up in his arms. Doc had followed them in and gave a greeting rough to his Shirafale, who barred politely back. Warlocket let out a huff of annoyance. He's looking so healthy now, Adam exclaimed, checking the goat over before resting his forehead against theirs. Crowley tried not to look bashful and failed. Just the, the normal hand-rearing stuff, you know, bottle feeds and the like, he said, rubbing the back of his neck. I'm so glad you're okay, Warlocket. I'm sorry the other goats pushed you out of the wagon. Mooley, who was in the window again, and to Shirafield, both let out alarmed moose and bleats, and Crowley had to agree. They did what? Adam looked guilty. The other goats in his trip have been picking on him, because he's smaller than the rest of them. They don't let him get in on the solids and leave him out of the snuggle piles. We're hand-rearing a bunch of them for petting zoo, but I didn't want to give Warlocket away where the other goats would be mean to him, and I wasn't around to stop him. He sniffed. Crowley scratched his head. He knew what it was like being the scrawny outcast. He couldn't help but empathize with the kid. The goat, not the child. He looked at his Shirafale, who looked as if he might cry at this hop story, and Mooley, who looked as if he might be planning a visit to a certain trip of goats. He couldn't break their hearts, taking this kid away from them. It was only thriving now due to their hard effort. Crowley came up with a plan. It would be pretty awful for Warlocket to be put in such a hostile environment after improving so much here, he said casually. Adam's face fell. Mom and Dad won't let me keep another pet. We have our hands full already, and they said dog was my limit. A shame, a shame, Crowley hummed. I mean, if Warlockit was to say, stay here instead, then he'd be close by, and you'd get to see him pretty much whenever you'd like. Shirafiel stomped once, then twice. Then he let out an ecstatic bleat and ran up to Crowley, nuzzling him a little too enthusiastically in the trouser area. You'd take him for me? Adam asked eagerly. Crowley was busy trying to protect his bits from ram horns. Yes, yes, I keep your goat. Thank you, Mr. Crowley, Adam jumped, tried to reach Crowley for a hug, but Shirafiel was too much in the way. Good sheep. 
I'll have to take him home with me now to prove to mom and dad that he's okay, but I'll bring him back again this evening after tea. If that's all right. Perfect. Yes, go show your parents, and I'll start making more permanent arrangements. Crowley was holding as Shearfield a hair's breadth away from his crotch by the horns. Adam whooped, then ran out the door with Doc hot on his heels. As Shearfield mouthed at Crowley's fly. Thank someone, he said, shucking his trousers off and flopping his body across the soft fleece of his Shearfield's back. You can't do that to me in front of a child, or anyone for that matter, he scolded. As Shearfield barred obstinately, licking at Crowley's cock. The sheep probably didn't even give a shit. It was a sheep, after all. Turn around. I've been desperate for this for weeks. We're going to have to find a nanny or something, so that I get to do this to you more often. Crowley slid the tip of his cock into his Shearfield's warm hole when the front door opened again. I hear you get a goat now, Shadwell said, sticking his head in. Ugh, cried Crowley, coming on the spot, spent tripping down the fleece of his Shearfield's backside as he jumped back in alarm. Shadwell blinked at him. You couldn't have waited five minutes before entering without knocking. Crowley buried his head in the wool of a very dissatisfied and unimpressed as Shearfield. I was gonna say that my lady friend would love to watch it sometimes, if that were okay with you. Crowley huffed. We'll draw up a schedule. The end.